Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. I am always looking for a great gift idea, and Kokanoo Personal Lubricants are always a huge hit for your partners and the perfect Valentine's Day gift. If you're making clean ingredient swaps, it is so important to make sure you are getting quality ingredients that are good for your body, inside and out. Kokanoo oil and water-based lubricants have the healthiest ingredients list I've seen. They use all natural ingredients, are cruelty-free, made in the USA, and their packaging is plastic-free. For an exclusive discount code, head to kokanoo.com. That is coconut without the T. And use code CARALYN15 for 15% off your order. That's K-A-R-A-L-Y-N-N-E-1-5. My code stacks with their on-site discounts. So order today and thank me tomorrow. Andrea Carver is an intuitive cranial sacral therapist, a certified meditation teacher, a speaker, a wife of 41 years, mother of six, and a grandmother to 17. She has completed training and certification in meditation through live instruction with world-renowned author and co-founder of the Copra Center for Wellbeing, Deepak Copra, MD, at his training site in Carlsbad, California. In her 30 years of practice, Andrea has found that the heart of her work as a therapist is a spiritual understanding of the unlimited potential for growth of the human spirit. Thank you, Andrea, so much for being here today. I am really excited to talk to you about all these different therapies you do and mindset and things like that. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, and the type of therapy that you practice. Okay. I have been doing this work for over 32 years. I uh, started with my health was not good. I had a lot of autoimmune. I had a lot of stomach aches my whole entire life. I had allergies. I just had a lot of things that were going on with me that I could not get relief from. It was a Band-Aid therapy. And then one time a friend introduced me to cranial sacral work and I did that and I had no idea that my emotions played such a part in my physical health. And I did not realize that I emotionally picked up on other people's emotions all the time. And I did not have a way of discerning that's my emotion or that's their emotion. And so I constantly had tummy aches because I was feeling so much and didn't have an outlet or a way to protect myself or even aware that I was picking up on other people's feelings. And so to be able to go into a cranial from a, a licensed cranial sacral therapist and have her do a session on me and realize that I could control my health by what I felt emotionally was a huge aha moment for me. And so I started this journey 32 years ago and have been doing it ever since because it was so, it made such an impact on me. And after two sessions with this woman, I could feel a definite shift. Um, my allergies started going away. My tummy aches lessened. My immune system started strengthening up. I was allergic to everything, but I realized that I was a also more of a perfectionist and that I had these perfectionist tendencies. And I realized that I felt that my worth and my value were based on my performance. 
And so it was huge for me to see that I'm okay. You know, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I don't have to get my worth and my value from my performance. I can get it from just my qualities and who I am as a person. And so when I stopped performing and pleasing people and trying to get people's approval and their validation. And I had no boundaries and I couldn't tell people no, because I wanted people to like me. And I had all of these emotions that were going on in me that were fighting against the self. So any autoimmune is the emotion that's behind that is fighting against the self. So I wasn't allowing myself to just honor who I was. I was trying to please so many people and at the expense of losing myself in the process. So it created so many health conditions. Wow, that is so interesting because I think that's a lot of women. I think a lot of women could relate to that. I know a lot of women have a hard time saying no. They want to please everybody. So I want to ask you about cranial sacral therapy. But before that, you did say that you were feeling everybody else's emotions. Do you think everyone feels every other people's emotions or that's just something unique to some people? I think it's unique to some people. I think we all do to an extent, but I think some of us, it's called being an empath, feel it at a deeper level. I didn't even know what that word meant. I had no idea what it even was. I just knew that I could walk into a store and I felt happy and I walked out and I was sad because I picked up on the store clerk's emotions or the person behind me. And I could feel they were sad or I feel they were angry and I felt they were irritable and I felt all of it, you know, and it affected my moods. I wanted to fix it. I wanted to make him happy. (laughs) That makes sense. I actually can relate with stress because if other people are stressed, I can feel that stress and it just stresses me out more. So it's hard for me to be around people that are stressed. So I understand that. So Tell my listeners a little bit about this cranial sacral therapy, because this is not a common practice maybe to a lot of people. So explain to them what it is. Okay. As the body gets stressed, we have a tendency to clench our teeth at night and grind them. And some people will wake up with a really sore jaw, or they just feel the pressure in their head from clenching their teeth. And it will block the occipital lobes, which are those two protruding bumps in the back of the head with a cerebral spinal fluid. And it jams it up right back there. So you can have pressure in your neck and your shoulders. And it will also have pressure in the lower back, the sacrum. So it's called cranial sacral because the cranial bones and the sacrum are affected by stress and it causes pressure there. So when I, you do a cranial with me, I release that occipit with five grams of pressure and you, it allows the cerebral spinal fluid to circulate down the spine and give nutrients to the brain. GABA, dopamine, serotonin, our happy hormones, they get jammed up back in the back of the occipital lobes and can't circulate. And so when I can release that and release the zygomatic bones, your cheekbones and your mandible with five grams of pressure and realign that and put it back into place. Because when you clench your teeth, it moves little sutures in your head. And when those sutures move, it causes minute shifts in the head and you feel out of sorts. Like I'm not myself. Like I can't think straight. I feel 
my brain is foggy. I feel irritable. I feel agitated. And these are the comments people say to me when they come in. I'm just not myself. And it's because that cerebral spinal fluid is jammed and you're not getting the happy hormones, you know, the GABA, dopamine, and serotonin that relax us and make us feel happy and calm and give us clarity. And so it's a way to do it's a body, mind, and spirit connection work together because I don't, have you heard of chakras? I have. Yeah. Why don't you maybe tell the listeners though what they are? Okay. So the chakras, the, the Sanskrit definition of chakra is spinning wheels of light. And so you have seven storage centers in the body, starting at the hips and going all the way up to the top of the head. And they're all different colors and each chakra is associated with glands and organs. And so each chakra holds emotions. For example, the throat chakra is blue. And so it would be related to everything within the, all of the organs and glands in the throat, your thyroid. You know, if you were to say you have an emotion where you couldn't speak your truth and you couldn't tell people how you felt and you were shy and it would cause an imbalance and that would be underactive in your throat chakra. If you were someone who just yelled, you never listened to anybody, you talked all the time, you talked over people, you were critical, you were negative, it would be overactive. So an overactive or an underactive chakra will cause imbalances in that region of the throat, which would make me more susceptible to a sore throat virus or more susceptible to laryngitis or eventually thyroid issues. And so it just will cause imbalances in that particular chakra that is associated with the organs and glands in that region of the body which can cause all kinds of imbalances physically. So when I do a cranial, I go through each chakra and clear out all the negative trapped emotions that have been in there for a long time that sometimes you're not even aware has been in there. So because of what I was a curse before growing up, feeling everybody's emotions, I've been able to channel it into being able to sense what the trapped emotions are in the body so when I put my hand on the front of the back of that chakra, I can feel what the trapped emotion is in there. I will tell you, this is what I feel the trapped emotion is. If you agree with me, then I have a process in releasing that trapped emotion. And as I do, the chakra will spin faster. And the faster the chakra spins, the more color it produces, the more color it produces, the more energy you have and the more clarity you have. And so when all those chakras are cleared out and I've released the occipital lobes and I have with just five grams of pressure realigned those sutures in the head and the mandible and the zygomatic bones, then your third eye, your spiritual eye opens up and allows you to see the whole big picture instead of just a narrow tunnel vision that you're only used to seeing because you have all these block trapped emotions that won't let you see it another way. But if you're, you're relaxed, you have the cerebral spinal fluid flowing, you've got everything back in alignment, we've cleaned out all those trapped emotions all the way up the body, you get clarity. It's like an aha. It's a spiritual awakening. And the body reacts because everything's aligned. So it, it's a really great modality. Wow, that is really interesting. Okay, so I've got lots of questions about all of that that you talked about. First of all, you talked about people clenching their teeth. 
So I know my husband clenches his teeth quite a bit at night, but I know I don't. So are there other symptoms that would say you need cranial sacral therapy or is cranial sacral therapy for everybody? I mean, if you get tummy aches, if you get headaches, if you feel foggy thinking, if you feel like you just don't, you can't formulate your thoughts, if you just feel like out of sorts, you know, and some people have even said to me, oh my gosh, they came in and said, oh, my wife's been coming to you for years. I want to just see what you do. And I'm good. I don't really have anything. I don't have any stress. I'm really good. Don't, you know, I just want to check you out. And then they walk away going, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I had those emotions trapped in there. And I had no idea I could feel this much lighter because those trapped emotions weigh you down physically and emotionally. And just getting that out, you have this sense of, of lightness, of balance, of, you know, everything just feels different. And you don't know you feel like that until you get it balanced. And then you realize what you did feel like, but you're so used to living like that. You don't feel it. So I personally think everybody needs it because we all just live in the world. You know, we just feel an emotion. We stuff it, move on and stuff it, move on. And we're not aware what all that stuffing does to the body. Okay. So definitely everybody could go have it done then it sounds like, because like you said, we are all dealing with emotions, especially the crazy 2020 and 2021. I think we're all feeling all sorts of emotions. So where does someone find someone that practices cranial sacral therapy? You can go online and you can just Google cranial sacral therapy, but I do it different than other therapists do because I incorporate all the emotions and I clean out all the chakras. So you could go on my website, andreawellness.com. You could sign up for a cranial from me, or I also have other therapists on my website as well that do what I do that have been trained under me and do it my way. A lot of cranial psychotherapists don't talk and they just do like a 10 step protocol of aligning and balancing the body. But I do talking through the whole entire thing. So, and I do several different modalities while I do the realignment. So can children benefit from this as well then? Oh yes. I work on a lot of kids from newborns all the way up. I mean, one years old, two years old, just realigning them and getting them to realize what their emotions are is, is a really important thing. There's a lot of kids that have anxiety right now and it's helped them tremendously to give them tools and different things that they can do to, to calm themselves down. So I'm thinking about teenagers since I've got a few of them and I'm thinking if they came to you and you're telling them their chakras, their emotions that they're holding in, I think mine would not agree with you. What happens if people are like, nope, that's not the emotion I'm holding. Well, I say it in a way that I, I'm not a fortune teller, but I can get close to what it is. And most people will go, oh my gosh, that's exactly it. Oh, I didn't even realize that. You know, some teenagers are closed and they'll, they'll say, nope, nope, nope. But I will always find an emotion that they, they didn't realize they had. And I think once the, I can find that emotion and it resonates with them, then they trust me and then they start opening up, you know? Well, that makes sense. Okay. So I want to talk about these emotions in the chakras because we're talking about releasing negative emotions, I'm assuming, 
but in these chakras, we have positive emotions as well, correct? Absolutely. So it could be, you know, like I was speaking about the throat chakra earlier, the throat chakra could be everything that comes out of your mouth is beautiful and complimentary and encouraging and uplifting and edifying to people that would really strengthen that throat chakra. So everything is balanced in there. So the more positive you have in that chakra, the more balanced are all the organs and glands in that region of the chakra. Okay, that makes sense. So I've actually read that some of the chakras can be too, what's the word, maybe powerful. Is that a thing? Yeah, because they're overactive or underactive. And so you want them balanced. So if, you know, if I was too gushy sweet all the time and I wasn't real, you know what I mean? It could be over, it could just be an overabundance and I wasn't being really true to myself. It was more of a facade. I was doing you know, to get gain from other people or it just, you know, if I'm using it in the wrong way and it's too much, it still can be overactive or underactive. And they both cause imbalances in that region of the chakra. If I was fearful, it would get stuck in between my hips and my legs because fear is moving forward. You're stuck in moving forward. You feel fearful of moving forward. You keep rehashing the past so you can't move forward. So they would get stuck in the hips and the legs. So people who have knee problems or feet problems, or, you know, their hips are off, their foundation is off because they're fearful. They don't have that secure stability in the hips, you know? So it just affects everything. Every organ has an emotion. The liver is anger. The kidneys are fear. The gallbladder is resentment. The stomach is you can't digest life. The heart is sadness and grief. The lungs are grief. Do you know what I mean? Each one has an emotion. Every organ has an emotion. So each organ has an emotional function and a physical function, correct? Correct. Yes. And so when, let's say, someone's dealing with like a slow, sluggish liver, it could be due to physical reasons and it could be due to emotional reasons. Correct. I mean, I taught aerobics. I was healthy. I ate healthy. I taught things on correct ways to eat to people, but I was so sick because it was my emotions. And so I think we need all body, mind, and spirit, not just one component. We need all of it. Yeah, it makes sense. There's an Indian proverb that says, I will trash this probably, but the the gist of it is, is that we are emotional beings, physical beings, spiritual beings, and mental. And so we need to visit each of those. They say it's like a house. You need to visit each of those rooms on a daily basis to be completely whole. And I really like that analogy that it's not just about physical health. It's about emotional health as well and spiritual and mental. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to stress, because I know that is a huge issue in America, especially after the crazy years we've had. So what exactly is happening in the body when we're stressed? And is stress different for different people? Absolutely. The way that I handle stress is completely different than how my husband handles stress. And so we all handle it differently, but it mostly affects the body in different ways that everybody can relate to. When you have stress, it increases your heart rate and increases your blood pressure. It increases your breathing is short. You don't inhale as, as deeply and exhale as deeply. It increases your stress hormones, produces more cortisol. You can get more sweating. It weakens your immunity. 
It clots your blood platelets. It has premature aging. It slows the digestive system down, the circulation in the digestive tract. It can cause anxiety and depression. It can contribute to strokes, inflammation, and contribute to over a long period of time, heart attacks or infections or cancer. I mean, there is tons of physical components to stress. Our body goes into a fight or flight or freeze mode automatically when we have stress. And stress is just an obstacle that gets in the way of a desire that we're trying to accomplish. And so it's this need to, if you feel this stress, you want to protect by either fighting it, you're going to fight it out, you're going to push through it, or you're going to want to just leave. Like, I just got to get out of Dodge. I can't deal with this. I just got to leave. Or you freeze. Like, it's so overwhelming. I can't do anything. And all three of those components add to the increased heart rate, the blood pressure, increasing of cortisol. Okay. So I know you talk on your Instagram site about tips on how to improve stress. So how do you suggest to people to improve their stress or to decrease it? So I find that most people, more than I've ever seen before in 32 years of doing cranial work, I almost every person that comes in is dealing with anxiety. I've never seen so much anxiety or depression in the whole years I've been doing this. And I think it has to do with all of us feeling out of control on what's happening around us. And so the more out of control we feel, the more anxious we get. And so I feel to me, breathing is a huge component in calming and quieting the whole central nervous system down. And it's free and you can do it at any time. Like if I'm in traffic and I'm late to go to a meeting and it's really slow, I have to tell myself, okay, I'm already going to be late. I can either be late and stressed or just late. (laughs) So I find myself going, I'm just going to breathe. I'm just going to breathe sitting here in traffic. I'm going to inhale six to eight counts and exhale six to eight counts. And sometimes I will even say, be still. Inhale, be, exhale, still. I have all different kinds of breathing techniques. I teach my clients, but just the deep, slow inhalations and expanding that and making the air go in and out. But most people breathe incorrectly. So, and that causes a lot of damage. And the slower that you breathe, the more oxygen gets into your blood and the more oxygenated blood gets to the brain, the more it can oxygenate the brain, calm the central nervous system down. And it just releases all of those cortisol levels that are wanting to elevate. And also your adrenals get all taxed and uptight, but breathing just calms the whole central nervous system down and also being able to stay present because I think when we go to the future, we get anxious. When we go to the past, coulda, shoulda, wouldas and regrets, we get depressed. And both of those are because we feel powerless. We're powerless in the future and we're powerless in the past. But if we can stay present and say, in this moment, I have complete control, even in traffic, when I can't control the traffic in this moment, I have control if I'm going to be stressed or if I'm just going to trust and allow that it will all work out 
and I do my breathing, I stay present, I know that I only have control over what I'm doing in the car right now. I can't control the traffic. I can't control what's going to happen if I'm late. I love that because I think I look to the future all the time and that does stress me out. So I love your idea of staying present. But I want to ask you about breathing because a lot of times, like you said, in traffic or some situation like that, I'll be like, oh, I need to breathe and just calm down. And then sometimes I think, wait, was I supposed to count for four or eight? Was I supposed to hold my breath for four? Was I supposed to release for eight? What was it I was supposed to do? So I just then say, oh, forget it, whatever. Or I'll just like breathe in real slow, breathe out real slow. So is there a wrong way to do it? Or can I just breathe in real slow and breathe out real slow? Yeah, absolutely. Just breathe in really slow and out really slow. It's just calming the whole central nervous system down. But people breathe wrong. So it's like really try when you're breathe inhaling, expanding the stomach and even putting your hand on your diaphragm and making sure that it expands on the inhale and contracts on the exhale. But at the timing and the holding the breath, all of that is irrelevant as much as just slowing and quieting the breathing down. So it's not fast and racing. Okay. That's good to know. So after I inhale real slow, should I hold my breath before I exhale or it doesn't matter? It doesn't really matter, but it is more helpful if you do that. I even suggest if you can remember, you inhale real slowly and then put your tongue on the roof of your mouth and hold it there as long as you can when you're holding your breath and then release and exhale, you know, release the tongue and exhale at the same time. Oh, that's interesting. I've never done it that way. Yeah, there's a lot that happens when you do that. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, so let's talk about other things that help stress as well, because we've talked about the cranial sacral therapy that can help. We've talked about the breathing that can help. But what about meditation? Because you often talk about the benefits of meditation. So I'm assuming you love that as well. Oh, I, I don't know. Do you know who Deepak Chopra is? I do. So he was, he's from India and he's been my Indian guru ever for 30 years, more than that. I listened to him speak. I went everywhere he was. I traveled to go hear him speak and I was fascinated by him. And so my goal on my vision board was to be trained under him. So I trained for several years under him and learned all the Indian ways of doing things and the benefits of meditation. He was an endocrinologist and practiced in California as an endocrinologist, but found that what he was doing was just Band-Aid therapy. And he wanted to go back to the roots of what he learned in India, which was meditation and eating right and doing the body, mind and spirit all together instead of just a Band-Aid therapy. So he has the statistics for everything that meditation does. And he watches it and, and has proven results. So the meditation is gigantic in calming the whole central nervous system down and being able to restore balance and harmony and wholeness in the body. It benefits the body, mind, and spirit, and it, it silences the mind to find creative solutions for healing and transformation. I got into meditation because I had six small kids, a husband who was out of town Monday through Friday. And I, I had to find a way to quiet my mind because, you know, you're just always multitasking constantly. And when I found that I took the time to meditate in the morning, I could respond to my children instead of react. 
really helped. Oh, that's good. I love that. So being a busy mom of six, do you have to meditate for a long time or can you do just a few minutes? I think anything is better than nothing. And if you can even calm your mind and take deep, slow breathing breaths for two to three minutes, that's better than nothing. I mean, ideally, it would be good to do a good 10 minutes. But if you can just sit and be still and quiet the mind, I like to when your mind starts racing to the future or regrets of the past, just say stop and control the mind like a muscle from going wherever it wants and stop it from going to the next thought. Then I quiet the mind by saying, be still, be still on the breathing, inhale, be exhale, still. And then I go back to present time. Okay. What was I doing right now? Oh yeah. I was doing this. I have complete control in present time. When I'm present, then I can go into the meditation mode of just doing those deep, slow breaths And if my mind wanders, I just bring it back to the breath, bring it back to the words of be still and just focus on those words. Even two minutes of quieting the mind and just being silent does so much for the brain and the whole central nervous system. You can go for free and download on YouTube his free meditations for Deepak and Oprah Winfrey. And he does a guided meditation and you can do different ones every day. And his are 20 minutes. But if you can't do that and all you can do is two minutes of just breathing and quieting your mind and staying present, that does wonders. And it creates all kinds. It's like you're not forcing the mind to be quiet, but it's you're rediscovering the quietness that's already there. You're just allowing it to happen. Oh, I love that. My next question is, do you need to meditate every day for it to be beneficial or just every time you meditate, it will be beneficial? Well, that's kind of like what you do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, every time you eat well, it's beneficial. If you eat well more often, it benefits you more, you know, so the more you meditate, the more benefits you get from it. The benefits are the decreased blood pressure, the decreased heart rate the quieting and breathing, the reducing the stress of the hormones, producing more dopamine and serotonin, you know, strengthens your immune system, allows your digestive system to process. It just, everything is enhanced by breathing slow and meditating and giving your mind time to be still. One time I loved a snowshoe and I was out in the snow, no footprints there and it just snowed and it was early in the morning and the sun was just coming up. And I heard clear as could be in the silence, you will find me. Mm. And I think that's where we connect with God and our higher self. And Deepak uses a saying that when we pray, we're talking to God. When we meditate, we hear God speak to us. Oh, that's interesting because I was just going to ask you, for those that are religious, does praying count as meditation? It does. If you stop after you're done praying and ponder and give your time to be mind to be still and focus on what you just received or what you asked for, you have to quiet the mind to receive. If the mind is always stressed and chaotic and disorganized, you cannot receive insight, revelation, inspiration, 
the mind has to be quieted. And that's why it's a body, mind, and spirit connection. If you eat crappy, I'm sure you know it affects your gut, which is your second brain, which also it decreases the clarity in your mind. And so if you're eating bad, you won't have good clarity. And then if you don't have good clarity, you can't hear God or your higher self. And so the all three work together harmoniously to bring balance to all three of those areas. You can't have, if I eat really bad and I feel crappy and lethargic, my mind's going to go, yeah, go ahead and start tomorrow. Be good tomorrow. Finish this bag of chips. You might as well just finish it. And then your mind's all foggy and you can't think, well, how am I going to hear anything this spirit is trying to tell me or God when I feel mad at myself for eating? I did an exercise. I feel lethargic. I feel heavy. I, I feel tired. It's really hard to get a really enlightening message from God or your higher self if all the components aren't on board. Oh, I love that analogy and that thought process because a lot of people don't put having a healthy gut or a healthy physical self in connection with hearing answers or hearing from their higher being. So that's a really interesting thought for people to think about. Okay, so let me ask you one other thing about meditation. Does it matter what time of the day you do it or you can do it whenever? I prefer to do it in the morning and I think it's best to do it in the morning because I like to create an intent when I meditate an intent for the day. And then if I meditate and give myself time to be still and think about that intention, then I can carry that intent and that calmness throughout the whole day. And then for me, I like to meditate after I'm finished with work before I come home and give myself 10 minutes to unwind, decompress before I go home. So I think it just depends on everybody. But I think the best time is in the morning before you start your day. Think of meditating or just jumping out of bed and rushing and doing everything. You're just all chaotic in your mind, but you set an intent and you meditate for five to 10 minutes in the morning, how much smoother your day will go. Oh, that's a good thought. I usually, uh, the alarm goes off and I hop out of bed and get to the gym. So maybe I should incorporate a few minutes before I jump out of bed to go to the gym. It will make a huge difference. I promise. That's good to know. Okay, so I asked you if you needed to meditate like on a daily basis to see its benefits. And I forgot to ask you about cranial sacral therapy. Do you need to do that a certain amount of times to see its benefits as well? Or you see benefits after one time of doing it? Benefits after one time, for sure. Probably the biggest comment I hear from my clients is that was life-changing. I never knew I was stuffing all of that. I never knew that that emotion created this. I never knew that because I had stuffed this for so long, it, it changed my whole perception on how I saw things. And so it's just changing your perception, changing your story, because you, you, we go through life unaware that we're unaware. We're not even aware we're stuffing. We're unaware that we're still producing the same things our parents did to us that we want to change, but we still keep doing the same thing to our children that was done to us. We're not even aware. And then that's the first stage of life. The second stage is, oh my gosh, I am aware that I have been unaware this whole time. I just realized in a cranial that I have been unaware. Now the next stage is I'm aware that I'm aware. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that I am reacting instead of responding. 
I am aware that I am passing the same pattern on to my children that was passed on to me. You know, you become in awareness so you can correct it. You can have transformation instead of just doing the same thing every day, expecting different results. It puts you in a state of awareness. Pure awareness is meditation. And then when you get a cranial and you give your mind this opportunity to be still and focus on yourself instead of everybody else, and you start seeing all of these connecting the dots as we pull things out, and you can see a pattern of the way you think, it's life-changing because you're aware of things you were never aware of. So you can correct it. So you can start to live instead of having life, you know, you just do whatever life throws out. You're creating an intent, an intention every day of what you want to create. And it starts with awareness. And I think that's what the cranial does when everything's cleaned out and you can see things from a different perspective and you have your whole story has changed now, then you have a desire to move forward instead of staying stuck in the same old, same old. I love that so much because observing and accepting that you maybe have a flaw or something you need to improve upon is the first step to change. So I love that you talked about all of that. So with cranial sacral therapy, though, do people need to go continuously for this to be effective or it's a one time and done thing? I have never, ever told someone to come back. I have just said, listen to your spirit. Like if your spirit says that was so great, I want more, then book another one. If your spirit says that was good, I'm good for a while. Once you've had it, you'll know when you need to come back again your spirit craves it. It craves the balance. It craves the release. It craves everything that comes with it. And so I don't, I have so many people on a waiting list that I don't like to see people more than once a month, but it gives people a time to process what they've done and, and what they want to improve on before they come back again and get another batch of like, you're peeling off layers of an onion. And so every time you come, you peel off another layer. And so some people are oh my gosh, this is so good. I want to do it all the time. I want to keep improving. And so they book regularly and some come once a year and some come once every three months. It's just, you just kind of according to your personality type, you know, some people just gung ho and some people are more methodical and, and just process a little bit longer. So I just say, listen to your higher self. I even tell the parents say about their kids, when should I bring them back? I said, your child will tell you when. And they do. I want to go back and see Andrea. I mean, they just know your spirit knows time for a reset, time for a balance, time for a clearing. Oh, I love that because I feel like a lot of therapies or therapists out there will say like, oh yeah, you need this every two weeks or every three weeks. And so I love that this is, yeah, one time might help you a ton or you may need it monthly. It just depends on how you feel. So I love that idea. Okay. So we have talked about cranial sacral therapy. We've talked about breathing. We've talked about meditation. Is there anything else that you want to tell my listeners? Yeah, I just want to give a tool to everybody that they can do on themselves that could help it. um, So that it's just not like I got some information, but you get to take some action moves on it. So the first one that I gave you was, you know, to stop your negative thought process, breathe, be still, and then go back to present time. That's huge. The other one is what I like to say is I've created this. 
experience as a purple bubble, a purple bubble experience for everybody. So every morning I start in the shower and or I love to hike and I hike up to this mountain that has a waterfall and I like to pretend I'm dumping it all out in the waterfall. But I will just say in the shower or up in the mountains, I choose to release and let go of, and you're giving your subconscious permission to let go of stored emotions that keep recycling in the mind over and over and over again and cause imbalances where you can't have clarity. So your subconscious will believe everything you tell it as a fact. If you say, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. It can't say, oh no, Andrea, you're not stupid. You're brilliant. It will just believe it as a fact. I'm stupid. So over a period of time, you have told yourself you're stupid or you can't think or you're bad at math or you're impatient. I'm so impatient. I'm you know, I'm forgetful. I'm so forgetful. And you tell yourself these things all the time. The subconscious just believes it as a fact. So you have to deprogram every day these layers that you've put in by giving your subconscious permission to let it go and being in awareness. I choose to release and let go of anger, stress, frustration, agitation, irritable, bugged, annoyed, insecurities, anxiety, feeling less than, not as good as, feeling like no matter what I do, it's not enough. You're going to release all these inner dialogue of the things that you say to yourself negatively every day. And then you give your body permission to release it. Now, I, if you want to go a step further, like to tap on my thymus 12 times because the thymus helps produce more T cells. And when you get stressed, you produce less T cells and um, you get, you weaken the immune system. So if you tap on your thymus, it stimulates the thymus to produce more T cells. So if you tap 12 times, so you're just releasing all this stress, you're tapping 12 times on the thymus, then you put your hand on your belly button, which is the, where everything comes in and out of, it's your conception vessel. And you just take a big deep breath and let it go and visualize with the shower pulling all those negative energies out of your body everywhere you stored it just letting it go down the drain in the shower and then you say the positive affirmations whether you believe it or not because your subconscious doesn't know the difference i am healthy i'm attracted to healthy foods i am patient i am calm i am experiencing clarity I am energetic. I am full of life. I am a good mother. I'm a good listener. I'm a good friend. I am kind to myself. I am thankful and grateful for this healthy body of mine. I'm living in gratitude daily. And you put in these positive things after you take out the negative. Then I visualize putting myself in a big purple bubble because purple is the crown chakra. And that is what connects you to God and angels and your higher self. So I put a big purple bubble around me and ask God to protect me and shield me in this purple bubble of protection. And then I don't pick up on other people's energy. I'm protected in this bubble. And if you want to get more technical, I picture angels are in there with me. I picture my higher self in there. I picture God in there. I picture Jesus in there. Whatever your preference of protection, like this is good juju in here. I'm not letting anything bad in my sacred space. And they're helping protect me in this sacred space. And that's what helped me the most. 
that is what overall helped my health the most is protecting myself in a purple bubble so I don't allow myself to pick up on other people's energy, whether they're angry, mad, sad. It's like, it's out there. I don't absorb it. I recognize it, but I'm not absorbing your energy as part of mine. That will help so much. That's some great advice and some great tools. So I just want to ask you two things. One, tell my listeners where the thymus is for those that don't know where to tap. So if you put your chin down and go two fingers underneath your chin on your chest, tap right there. I'm not your thymus. Perfect. And then my second question for that whole routine that you gave was you said to release your energies, your negative energies. Can you be specific when you release them? Like I'm going to release my frustrations with my sibling or I'm going to release how I said I'm stupid all the time. Things like that. Yeah, you can, you can be as specific as you want. Okay. I, would, I had a, a child that has ADD, and so I don't know if anyone's had one of those before. <laughs> it's difficult, and they kind of put a, you know, they, it's a ripple effect, a domino effect on the whole family, on their hyperness and the, the way they process things. So I would just say I choose to release being frustrated with this particular child. I choose to release being impatient with this particular child. And then when I would put in the positive, it would be I'm patient. I'm focusing on the good with this child. I'm seeing the good in this child. I am seeing, I am encouraging this child. You know, I would put it more specific like that. Does that make sense? Is that what you were asking? That was, so that's good to know. And then with the positive, I know it's hard for a lot of women to say positive things about themselves. So you're saying maybe pick like three things positive to say about yourself, but you don't necessarily have to truly believe them, correct? No, no, because the subconscious has no idea if it's a truth or a lie. It just believes everything you tell it as a fact. So why would you tell it mean things? You know, why would you be critical when it's going to believe it? Why not say good things and let your subconscious start believing that it will produce the results? It sounds so much easier than done because I know women say critical things about themselves. So I love that you're teaching this practice. It's a habit. It's all it is, is a habit. It's becoming aware of your negative critical thinking. It's just a habit. Right. And every day of releasing it allows you to start seeing, huh, maybe I am starting to believe that I'm patient. Or maybe I am starting to believe I'm worthy. Maybe I'm starting to believe that I can attract like-minded people, you know? Right. Well, and teaching this to teenagers that to tell themselves positive things about them would be huge because teenagers are really hard on themselves. And imagine them setting their day with three intentions each day. That would be really great if we taught this to all of them. I had my kids do it before school. I would just say, bubble up, you know, and while they're waiting for their carpool to get there, We would just release the negative, put in the positive and put the bubble up, you know? And so it just is a really great way. And also if you cancel it out, if I found myself saying something negative when I'm trying hard to be positive in the day and I went, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so forgetful. Then I would tap on my thymus and say, cancel, cancel, cancel before it had a chance to store in the memory and the cells and the tissues, I would cancel, 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 and then say, I'm brilliant. I have a great mind. I retain everything I study and learn, except, except, except. So at the dinner table, when the kids would say something negative about themselves, another person would reach over and go, cancel, 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 you know, 
or cancel that out, cancel that thought out. So you just become aware of your negative comments to yourself or to other people and teaching your teenagers to be aware of their critical thinking by canceling that thought out before it stores in the tissues and cells. Well, I love that. It is being aware of what you say to yourself. And I'm actually going to try this today and just be aware of what I say to myself and see where the negative thoughts come. So maybe that's a challenge that everybody who's listening today, that's your first step is just be aware of what you're saying today and see if you're saying negative things to yourself or if you are saying positive things to yourself. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being here today and teaching my listeners so many fun little tips and tricks and just great ideas to think about with stress and the emotional beings that we are. So I always end my podcast by asking my guests what they have found to be the best ingredient in life. Can I say two? Yes, of course. So the first one I would say is gratitude because gratitude is the highest frequency in the body. And if we tend to see everything through the lens of gratitude is constantly raising the frequency and the vibration in the body to produce healthy results. So I say finding gratitude in everything, even in the icky moments, you know, seeing the silver lining in what you learn. And the second one would be to be present, to live in present time, to enjoy the things that are right in front of you, like really listening to another person talk, really being present with a child and being down on their level instead of doing 20 things at one time, just being present in just engaging in a relationship or being present in what you're doing at that moment to just find fulfillment instead of always looking ahead or in the regrets of the past, stay present and being gratitude. Oh, I love both of those. I really love the gratitude and that that is the highest frequency. I actually knew that, but had forgotten. So I'm glad you reminded me of that. And I always tell people, find the gratitude in your hard trials, which is hard to do. But if we can find the gratitude in our hard trials, we will learn from them and better ourselves because of them. So I love that thought and love the thought of being present. Thank you so much, Andrea. Tell my listeners where they can find you. AndreaWellness.com is my webpage. And I also have an Instagram on Andrea Carver Wellness on Instagram. So you can find me on both of those places or on Facebook. Now I am living with my parents currently that are 92. So I have cut back on Instagram for a while right now because they're having some physical complications. So I had to cut back somewhere in my life. But on Instagram, I have tons of advice I've given that is still on there and meditations and everything that are free. And I do meditation and yoga retreats. I do retreats with my daughter, Brie Cox, Body by Brie. So there's all of those are on my website, too, that you can see the different events that I have as well. And so um, those are the ways that you can reach me and you can make an appointment on my webpage. Perfect. Well, I'm excited to go search your Instagram more and do some of your meditations because that is an area of my life that I definitely need to improve on. So thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for all you do and educating everybody else on nutrition. I, I really love and value the work you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. 
Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.